Travis. Bagus. And Tony here again. <laughs> welcome, welcome, boys. Oh, what you what you been up to, Tony, for the last week or so? Oh, dude, I worked all weekend. It's kind of lame. Oh, that's pretty tough. Sitting there refreshing NFL updates on my work computer instead of you know working, but. <laughs> Yeah, you're the... Watching my fantasy team fall apart in front of me with my four chargers on <laughs> offense. Yeah. Still snuck out with the win, though. Yeah, dude. King Henry, dude. Long live the king. Yeah, I guess it... Dude showed up. Literally the worst team in our fantasy league, but, you know, you, you squeaked by. Yeah. Uh, outside of Derrick Henry, uh, my defense was my second highest scorer, followed by my kicker. Yeah, that's, Hell a, yeah, dude. that's not a game teams. you should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh... That was a rough one, but but got through. Still uh, topping points in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I don't so, want to uh, hear it. So hitting high on that. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. All right, I don't want to hear it. How was your guys' weekend? Uh, I mean Saturday was subpar. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, wasn't great. Uh, Sunday was nerve wracking yeah. to say the least. Uh, I don't know how the. The Cowboys managed to let the Patriots do all that, um, Dude, but you know, Patriots just doing that this season. Every game is just so ugly. It's disgusting. I don't know, dude. That that sweet Matt Jones seventy-five yard touchdown at the end. Maybe, maybe he's the truth there. No, they're losing a lot of games, but they're playing a lot of close games. Yeah, and it's so they talked about it uh, at halftime. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, the the analysts were talking about it, and it's just like every game the Patriots have played has just been like these ugly, greasy games, and like they've lost more than they've won so far. But every single game is just disgusting to watch. Yeah, like just penalties. Well, Matt and, Jones throws the ball uh three yards at a time. Yeah, and it just I don't know. It just that game felt like it lasted for four hours. Like it was awful. Uh. But yeah, I mean, I guess that that kind of covers that game. But talking some other games from last week, uh, not really a shock, but just kind of an exciting game for the Jags. They finally got their first win. Uh, they're not on the zero and seventeen watch like the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yep, out there, out there in London, getting the job. Yeah, though. Trevor Lawrence, uh, first rookie QB to come away with a win in in uh, London. And their their new kicker kicking the game winner. Uh, he's a apparently he's a software engineer, and they just picked him up off the street and asked him to kick field goals, <laughs> and he kicks a game winner. Uh, I don't know, dude. Could have been out there in London, you know, pick up your your random footballer. <laughs> yeah, just sign some guy from Manchester United and be like, yeah. dude, we need you to kick a football real quick. Yeah, dude, get Ronaldo I mean, out there. Dude made two pretty clutch field goals in that game. Yeah, I mean he tied it and then won yeah. it, like right at the end, back to back. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty exciting one. I, I think my favorite moment was definitely the, the post-game press conference with Urban Meyer where he was like, yeah, you know, it just felt really good to be in that locker room. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling to be in there. Uh, or it was a great feeling to be in there. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's what happens yeah. when you win. What happens when you win? Yeah, that's what happens when you win football <laughs> games, my guy, instead of just losing and trying to bang 23-year-olds. Uh but yeah, so that was kind of an exciting one. Um, one 
not so exciting one, but a kind of a bad one. Uh, Cardinals Browns. The Cardinals continue to just slap teams around um, with no regard oh, for they feelings. Do. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know. I wasn't buying it. I think until this week that they were like that top team, but you can't deny it now. Um, and I don't know what's going on with the Browns. Injuries. They are. They are really missing out on what was supposed to be, like, finally maybe their year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily their year, but um, it was a bad game. And honestly, the the biggest kind of storyline coming out of that game is uh, Baker Mayfield has a, a torn labrum uh, in one of his shoulders. It's his, uh, his left shoulder. So it's non-throwing shoulder, but still it's, a, it's an injury. So the Browns are going to start Case Keenum this Thursday. Um and on top of that, uh, I think the number was somewhere around 20. Not necessarily all like first-string guys, but still 20 injuries to include your starting quarterback um, and Nick Chubb. So, not not good. That is, that is a straight-up cursed <laughs> yeah. franchise. And I mean, they cannot get anything going for them. You know, Nick Chubb being hurt, not a huge deal, but now Kareem Hunt's hurt too. So, like, it, they're just decimated there's no one on that team now yeah. yeah um not looking good for the browns but the cardinals i they might never lose a game you know knock on wood hate to jinx them but i uh, kyler murray's just doing wild things this year yeah they um, they score too much and like they don't have the best defense in the nfl but like it's good enough um and you know the the stat nerd in me if you look at the last, you know, 50 years of football, most of the teams that make the playoffs or, you know, win Super Bowls are teams that have a, you know, maybe top three or top five offense or defense, and then they're the other side of the ball, right? So if you got a top five offense, they've got a, you know, top 15 defense. And you you know, the other side of the ball doesn't have to be that good if you're top five in, in one of the categories. So that's kind of the trend that the, the Cardinals are following. Um but yeah, exciting going forward. See how they do. But again, I mean, after what they did to the Rams, I don't know if there's a better team that they're going to play for the rest of the year. But I mean, they're gonna they're gonna take the Rams again. Uh, San Francisco's been disappointing to say the least. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know how long Russ is going to be out there in Seattle, but I don't think they're going to win too many games while he's gone. Definitely not. Not with Geno Smith. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the outlook was, I think the the high end was eight weeks for his injury. Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to come back. He's going to try and come back as soon as he can. But, you know, I don't I, I don't see the point, really. You know, if it's him coming back week six at 85%, and if they lose every game between now and then, um, there's just, yeah, there's really no point in bringing him back early to save a season that's probably going to be beyond saving by the time he gets back. But, uh, yeah, another huge shock, especially from the uh, us-picking-game standpoint. Um, apparently not to back us, but the Chargers got absolutely destroyed But by what now looks like at least top two, we'll say, teams to beat in the AFC and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, I got the Ravens right behind yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, just a, it was just an onslaught of – we're better than you at running the football 
and we're just going to run it down your throat over and over and over again. Well, not only that, the defense just showed up. Uh, the, the Chargers couldn't get anything done with that high-powered offense. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, with the— Justin Herbert was the leading rusher with 12 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's—and they were, they were definitely helped a good bit by that outstanding run game that they had going in that game where they just— I mean, they dominated time of possession, and the Chargers couldn't make the most of what what time they had with the ball, so— There's a spider on my desk. <laughs> Scared the shit. You gotta burn the house down now, dude. Yeah. I think it's dying. It's like crawling around <laughs> here. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, we'll be on spider watch the rest of this, so we, we can move on. The the Chargers came out of that game with a a total of 26 rushing yards to the to the Ravens 187, hmm. and uh, the Ravens had the ball for 40 minutes about, and the the Chargers had it for the other twenty, so they really they they got dominated. There's really no other way to put that. But um, yeah. So that was yeah, big shock to me. Like uh, I I had the Chargers picked in that one, and even though I thought you know that could go either way, I, I didn't see it playing out. Yeah, like I mean I I thought Ravens win. It's a close game. I thought Chargers win. It's probably a close game, but that was it was just not the case. Um, another shock. Uh, the Titans, question mark. I don't know how they beat the Bills, but they did. Uh, I guess the answer is Derrick Henry being an absolute dog, but I didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming at all. I think, to quote myself from the last podcast, uh, Bills by 90. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same way, uh, but I don't know. The Titans just realized, don't, or yeah, got Derrick Henry, just, Feed him the ball. You're gonna win. Yeah. yeah, just like just stop fucking around and win football games is basically what they decided. I, I think there was an overreaction on pretty much everyone on how bad the Titans were. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot that changed with this team in the offseason. There's still a team that can win games. Uh, so kind of shocking to see them beat the Bills, but I mean. At the end of the day, they're they're still the same Titans on offense that they were last season. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that completely. Derrick Henry was averaging uh, a little over seven seven point two yards per carry in that game, and that I mean, really long term, that's kind of concerning uh, for the Bills just because they're both AFC teams, and if the Titans win the AFC South, which I'm saying if, but it's more than likely, it should happen. Yeah, more than likely, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, there's that that division is just so bad. So. Yeah, so I mean, the chance that they see them again and the game means a whole lot more is pretty high. Uh, so they, I mean, you got to figure out a way. You can't stop him, but to, you know, you don't have to let him rush twenty times for one hundred and fifty yards either and get three touchdowns. Like you, you can slow him down a little bit, and, and people have done it. Um, so they just kind of got to figure that one out. Well, another thing is like uh, they gotta they gotta do better in the red zone. Titans had a couple red zone stops there in the first half, and if you're just gonna let Derrick Henry run all over you. You just gotta outscore him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest thing is that if you can score and score quickly with a couple sustained you know long drives mixed in, then you keep the ball away from the Titans a little bit, and you just put up big points. They can't catch up because you know. Uh, 
you said it pretty well, right? If that if that kickoff touchdown hadn't came back, the chances that the Titans have enough time to do what the Titans like to do, which is hand Derrick Henry the ball, you know, six or seven times, uh, it's just going to take too much time. They're going to have to rely on Tannehill throwing passes, and that does not usually pan out. I don't out. care what anybody says. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue my Ryan Tannehill hate. <laughs> I, 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 all offseason, I listen to people put this guy in the top ten of quarterbacks. That is not true. There was no chance he was going to bring the Titans down the field and win. Uh, that penalty ruined the Bills. I, I just I hate. Ryan. Yeah, and I mean honestly, he's the same motherfucker he was on the Dolphins. <laughs> honestly, the the Bills win that game. Uh, I think if you know, this is kind of a a stretch of a thought, but like if NFL overtime rules are different and they're not the way they are, where it's you know whether or not you have the best chance to win is based off of a coin flip. Uh, you know, if, if it's college overtime, I feel like the, the Bills head coach is, is taking that field goal at the end of the game and just going to overtime. No, I think uh, they 100% made the right decision in going for it. You got a 6-7 quarterback. It was like kind of a bad snap and he slipped. Good play call, good decision, just bad execution. Uh, I... I disagree i think if you make a decision and you lose a game because of it it's not a good decision anymore i i love it i love going for it there and just not accepting overtime as a possibility but at the same time uh like i over over the past i don't know five years maybe the quarterback sneak has been a less and less effective play uh just because people can see it coming and yeah he's josh allen but like you can still stop the man, especially if all 11 players on your defense just know it's going to happen and they all get there. There's no holes to go through. Uh, I believe up to that point in his career, uh, Josh Allen was 12 for 12 on fourth and one QB sneaks. That was 100% the right decision to make. Again, I disagree just based on the fact that that's the decision that was made. You can't you can't throw it out in hindsight. No, it's not in hindsight. It's that was the right decision, objectively. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with Tony. I think, you know, you put yourself in that situation on Madden per se. You're you're taking the QB sneak. Yeah, it's also Madden though. It's not real life. No Madden, I'm I'm running the hail mary. <laughs> on yeah, the also line. Madden, I'm throwing the ball uh, on fourth and All one, right, and sure, I'm just gonna. Pretending I'm gonna there's a universe you guys take Madden seriously. <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm going to rip 35 yards back with Josh Allen, turn it around, run it. <laughs> and just throw a laser beam to Stephon Diggs <laughs> from 40 yards behind the line of scrimmage. No, I don't know. Uh, I like it and I don't like it. I feel like the Bills should have won that game, but it is what it is. Uh, but we'll move past that. And uh, now to what... Could be the most interesting game of the week coming up, uh, based off what happened Monday night. Chiefs Titans. Um, the Chiefs don't have a good defense. Derrick Henry does not care if you have a good defense, but it helps when you have <laughs> a bad one or like a pretty mid one. Um, and also the Chiefs have just not been playing that well. Yeah. Um, they went into the the locker room at halftime against the Washington football team down a field goal. Granted, they didn't let Washington do anything in the second half, but at the same time, 
I don't know what's going on in Kansas City, but it's, it's there's not a lot of good stuff going on. Um, and I think, as we talked about last week, you know, these next two games are going to kind of – it's going to be – it's Kansas it's Kansas City's chance to kind of right the ship um, and get back on track for the season. Uh, so the way I'm looking at this one, uh, obviously Kansas City's defense has been pretty horrible. Uh, they still got Patrick Mahomes, who is still playing like Patrick Mahomes. A few more interceptions, but he's still playing really well. Um, but, you know, just say, I'm going to say it again. Ryan Tannehill's not going to carve that defense up. Derrick Henry might, but um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one, get back on track. They're probably going to lose five, six games this year, but I don't think they're going to lose this one. Nah. I don't hate it. Uh, Baggage, you got any thoughts on this one? Uh, I got to agree with everything Tony said. I think it's going to be Chiefs by uh, about 10 points probably. Um, Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, uh, again, like Tony said, not going to carve up this defense. Hasn't done it all season on any defense. Uh, It's really just a matter of how... how, uh, do the Chiefs maintain the ball, or does the ball end up in Derrick Henry's hands more? And that that's going to be the tail of the game. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. That's my official uh, professional opinion. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen uh, at all. Literally zero. Well, flip a coin and take your pick. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that eventually. You know, right. we'll run through them all, but... Um, yeah, if you gave me your money and told me to place a bet for you on this game, I would decline. And I, you know, there's nothing I love more than gambling with not my money, but I would decline because I'm just going to lose. I feel like that's it's kind of one of those games. Um, also, next up, uh, the, the trash can fest of the week. Broncos, Browns. Like, the Broncos aren't very good. Uh, and also, Case Keenum is starting for the Browns. Uh, Denver still has a good defense, um, and the Browns don't have an offense, so... Yeah, every, every single player uh, on their offense is hurt, so... Yeah, so I think that one's going to be obviously very ugly, um, but yeah, I got Denver in that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be gross, for sure, um... I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to the Browns, but I, there's the future is is bleak. The outlook is not good for Cleveland. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to be a good game to watch, but I'm probably watching anyway because it's Thursday night football, and those so far this year, every single one of them has been a good game. So, and I'll be working that night. I'm not too disappointed. I'm missing that. Yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else we got coming up here? Uh, uh, Jets and Patriots. That's another trash can bowl, but we don't need to touch on that. Yeah. Says the Jets um, fan. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mac Jones probably going to win again. Last time they played, uh, your boy Zach Wilson sold on the team through four yeah. picks. <laughs> Seeing ghosts. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah, be. That's, it's that's, not gonna be pretty. <laughs> Much like 
a Patriots game is. Yeah, my uh, by far my favorite uh, matchup this week for no reason other than I cannot wait to see the stat lines is Lions Rams uh, because I just want Matthew Stafford to take out all those years of wasted talent uh, on the Detroit Lions I'm so excited. and beat them by fifty. Um, it also doesn't hurt that yeah. I have uh, the Rams running back on my fantasy team, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I would like to watch this be an absolute slaughter of the Detroit Lions. It's going to be interesting, you know. We're watching the Lions kind of go for history here, you know. No team has ever gone 0-7. And the best thing is, if there was a team that would do it, you you shift the schedule to 16 games, Lions are the first one to not win one. You push it to 17, the the Lions would be damned if they let anybody else do it first. Yeah, they just, they had to get it out of yeah. the way. They've been cheering for the Jags all season, <laughs> trying trying to let them get one, <laughs> so they don't have a tie. God, dude, Jared Goff is so bad. I don't know how this man's allowed to play football. Yep, never won a game without Sean McVay. Not no one's surprise. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited for that one because I I feel like it's a going to be the the least eventful revenge game probably in the history of the nfl but <laughs> oh yeah uh, it's yeah, you're not going to see the same thing we saw in uh tom brady's return to New yeah no it's not going to be this is going to be none of that it's not going to be good at all but um, i'm excited for it nonetheless uh another one that's not going to be you know tip top but kind of a 50 50 game uh, the way I see it, at least, the 49ers and the Colts. The Colts are kind of heating up, and the 49ers have just kind of been disappointing this year. Yeah, these are two mediocre teams. They're not trash. They're not going to make the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. I think the Niners are better just because uh, Carson Wentz. What a lot of trash can quarterbacks in the yeah, I mean, this. there's just there's nothing this week that I'm looking yeah, at. Oh, especially the game to watch. the the NFL's expert selection of night games this week. They are all bad. Yeah. Uh, there's one game none of them against teams with winning records this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, technically. The Chiefs are 500, so it's That's neither. not a winning record. It's, it's, tell that to Jason Garrett, all right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot cooking. That that game's going to be, like, close, but I won't say good. It'll, it should be close, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe, you know, God willing, on Monday night, Geno Smith picks up his first win since he was on the Jets uh, against the Saints, who have been – Pretty underwhelming. Uh, you know, they came out week one and absolutely stomped Green Bay. And, and everybody, I mean, at least at least I was, you know, on the maybe Jameis Winston is the truth, uh, the way and the light for New Orleans. Uh, but Yeah, you know, I was like, you know, he can see. You know? <laughs> he's <laughs> He can fight. Unfortunately, he's I, still Jameis Winston. Uh, true. And he's probably still just no, going to find a way to beat the Seahawks. Just because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's they like they lost to the Giants, and that's like that should tell you everything you need to know, <laughs> right? Like so, yeah. the 
for like the two weeks before the Giants had everyone injured, I think the Giants were... Stop. They weren't as bad as everyone made them out to be. Daniel Jones seemed Cease like he was Cease and desist. Uh, you know, Saquon, you know, started and then like his leg blew up again. So. No, dude, Daniel Jones, trash can. <sighs> yeah, he's bad, dude. <laughs> He's yeah. He's he's like Eli Manning, but worse. Yeah, I mean, he's just I don't know. He's just not good. But uh, yeah, I mean that that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, I guess we could we could talk a little hot seat action, but uh, there's not too much, honestly. I mean, Urban Meyer kind of no, it all it all happened in college this week. Yeah, it's. All right, well, uh, let's move into our uh, our picks from last week. Uh, I know could not have gone that great for me. I, I missed on um, quite a few, but uh, Bacchus, you're uh, you're keeping track of this, won't you? Won't you? Oh, I got off? you. So you with the with the worst overall record uh, last week, or sorry, worst worst yeah, picks of last week. One and four. Me and Travis both two and three, doing great. Uh, bringing. Tony's and my overall record to four and five, and Travis sitting at three and six. God, dude, we are not good at this. Hey, you guys, you guys <laughs> better watch out though. I'm, I'm breathing down your neck at three and six. So, but uh, since we're so not good at this, and we had a short little segment here in the NFL because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, let's hit every game for weeks. Yeah, we're, we're gonna run the gambit. Uh, accuracy by volume. All right, so let's go. Lightning round. Tony, it's you, then Bacchus, then I'll then I'll throw my pick in at the end. Okay. First game of the week, Broncos-Browns. Uh, Broncos. 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 Easy one. All right, uh, Packers football team. Packers. Oh, yeah, Packers. Sorry, I'm trying to write these down at the uh, same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Packers, too, on this one. Um, next one, Chiefs-Titans. Chiefs. Chiefs, I guess. Uh, Falcons, Dolphins. Ooh. Falcons. You know, what? I'm gonna go Dolphins. I'm 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 riding back as I'm riding with Bacchus on this one. Dolphins. Uh, Panthers, Giants. Mm, Panthers. Oh, uh, Panthers. Panthers. Uh, Bengals, Ravens. Ravens. Ooh, Ravens. I don't know why I said ooh. Nah. All the way. Uh, Ravens too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Eagles, Raiders. Raiders. Da, Raiders. Da, Eagles. Is that so? <laughs> okay. Uh, the stories. easiest one to pick of the week, Rams, Lions. <laughs> oh, Rams. Rams by a million. <laughs> Uh, Rams also. Uh, Texans, Cardinals. Another really tough <laughs> one. Uh, equally as easy one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fast forward. Cardinals all around on that one. Uh, Bears, Bucks. God, why does this week suck so bad? The Bucks. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, the Bucks, yeah. All right. Colts, 49ers. Niners. Mm, Colts. Yeah, I'm going Colts too. Uh, final Saints Seahawks. 
Seahawks. <sighs> Saints. <laughs> Home dogs. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. All right. And uh, so that's going to be it for our NFL section. Uh, excited to come back next week. Oh, and 12 or whatever on, <laughs> uh, on picks. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and we'll take it to halftime uh, with Bacchus's performance of Hocus Pocus by Insane Clown Posse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Welcome back to DJ's Win Championships ASMR podcast. Uh, where we talk about football <laughs> and other things. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, I just have to interrupt. <laughs> Dude, Travis, what has happened in the past couple of weeks that has made you such an ICP fan? Are you are you a juggalo? Uh, for legal reasons, I, I can't disclose that because the juggalo family is wrongfully defined as a gang. But... um. You know? Nah, dude, just go for it. Maybe we'll get a Fago sponsorship. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, back to the actual topic of this podcast. Uh, football, I think. Uh, specifically Maybe. college football. Uh, some drama this week. Um, one thing that does not bode well uh, for the hopes of Michigan State Spartans fans is uh, the fact that they survived Indiana with their backup quarterback in. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say uh, about the game aside from that, but um, they do have uh, Michigan this week, which I think that kind of uh, n- forecasted. Next week. Sorry, next week. Uh, next week they have Michigan, and I think that is kind of a forecast for what is going to happen in that Michigan game. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty low-level stuff. Um, some more low-level stuff. Uh, I'll say one sentence about it, and that's about it. Uh, Arizona State University lost to Utah. Uh, moving on. Uh, that was my that was my upset. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big big takeaway from this past week. Uh, everybody on this podcast perfect on the upset alerts. Uh, Tony took. I guess we're better at this. Than <laughs> oh yeah. Our NFL picks. Uh, Tony took Utah to beat Arizona State. Uh, I took. Uh, Baylor University to beat Brigham Young University, uh, which they did pretty handily. Uh, pretty excited about that uh, because BYU was just riding on the coattails of their last season to have a ranking. Um, and then Bacchus, I believe you took Auburn to beat Arkansas. Yep, uh, just just a real rough week to be 17 through 19 in the country. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was also a rough week. To be the number two team in the country. Uh, Iowa. Yeah, to quote uh, Purdue's Twitter page, they beat the number two out of Iowa. (laughs) Yeah, clean out of them. They beat the top ten out of them, too. So this Uh, is not the first or the second time that Purdue has done this, uh, beating the number two team in the country specifically. Uh, A few years back, I think you'll remember, they did it to uh, Ohio State. Uh, and they have done it nine times uh, in the history Jesus. of college football. Most ever. The second place team has four. That's a uh, 
That's impressive. Um, and I think part of that is because the Big Ten is soft and they just get ranked really high because they're the Big Ten and it draws in the entire Midwest to watch their games. But, you know, that's a conspiracy theory, I guess, held by non-Big Ten fans. Is it is it that much of a conspiracy theory if, the, if they proved it last season? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, they pretty much prove it every year except for 2015. Uh, with Ohio State winning, uh, they usually get stomped in the playoffs uh, at some point. Uh, and then, you know, Texas is sad. Uh, I'm sad. And that's about all I have to say about that game. Uh, they they blow more leads than Tony's mom. I, like, I don't know. I don't even have a joke. I'm so sad. But uh, <laughs> it's not good. It's, it's bad. That's all I have to say. Um, and also, I am terrified of Oklahoma University for the next four years, mm-hmm. as long as Caleb Williams is playing quarterback there because he is a big dog playing big dog football, and Spencer Rattler is a chihuahua. Um, had they not taken him out of the game against Texas, Texas probably would have won that game. Uh, but Caleb, Caleb Williams then and for the rest of the season is the difference maker for OU, and I don't expect to see them uh, lose at all. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship. I don't expect to see them lose until we get to the playoffs, and then I expect to see them lose pretty badly. But, yeah, I'm scared. Um, I have some opinions on that. Caleb Williams has started one game, played one and a half games. Uh, yeah, and TCU, not that good. So we'll see. If he keeps it up for the, for the next couple weeks, I'll jump on the bandwagon, but... He was he was a nah, backup dude. for a reason. He was a backup because um, because of hubris on the part of Lincoln Riley. Spencer Rattler by no means had a good year last year. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great. He's shown plenty of times that he's just not super good. Um, but uh, you know, being the quarterback whisperer that Lincoln Riley um, has been called over and over. I think he wanted to whisper things to Spencer Rattler in order to get him to be a good, you know, Heisman finalist level of quarterback. And it didn't work. It worked with Jalen Hurts. It worked with Kyler Murray. It worked with Baker Mayfield. But it didn't work with Spencer. Um, So I think the only reason Spencer didn't get yanked uh, earlier is because of Lincoln Riley and a a little bit of pride. But unfortunately... Uh, for Texas, the pride did not come with before the fall because he caught himself on the way down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I get the TCU is not good, but it was Big 12 on Big 12 violence, and you don't just win by 21 in the Big 12. Um, yeah, but that's basically it from last week. Um, Cincinnati keeps winning. Uh, Georgia keeps winning. Bama bounced back. Uh, NC State keeps winning, which is kind of cool, I guess, uh, if you like a good underdog story. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoff or anything ridiculous. I'm just saying they keep winning, I mean, which is pretty cool. They, they might fuck around and do it. Uh, highly doubtful, but they do have a shot at an ACC title, I think, whenever they play the Demon Deacons, if they can beat them. Uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it for last week. Uh, this week coming up, much still not a lot going on. Much like the NFL, uh, there is 
There is not a lot happening. Um, we don't have a single ranked team playing each other. Nope. No uh, no high drama games this week. Uh, you know. There's not even anything to talk about. Really, like the number one team. He's going to have to change the fucking subject. <laughs> the, the... You guys ever noticed that ladybugs kind of look like Spider-Man? <laughs> Uh, oh no! I got a lot of wildlife in here. Today. Now there's a ladybug. On my have you desk. thought about closing a window? Uh, no, because my fucking apartment sets the heat to nine million degrees. <laughs> in the middle of fucking Minnesota, sweating to death. In the fall. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean this. He did. Tony put it pretty well. There's like nothing going on. Um, ah, God, like, like there's there's no storylines. Cincinnati is the number two team in the country, and I'm excited about that. There's your storyline for college football, and I don't think they're gonna lose this week because they're playing fucking Navy. So what are the chances? <laughs> roll straight into upsets. <laughs> yeah, I mean we could. I don't know anything. We can cruise. Like I, Dude, like- I think the best game this week is not for watchability, and just that it may be close is Wisconsin Purdue. Yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, I mean, UCLA Oregon might have some. Uh, that will probably be the best game. Some highlights. Yeah, that'll probably be the best game of the weekend. Truth be told. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, let's let's just pop off some upsets, and then I'll I'll throw a few. Uh... All right. Well, just coming off the heels of that, uh, I'm taking UCLA over to Oregon. I think uh, just just picking Pac-12 upsets. You know, that's a cool trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, UCLA has a good shot to beat Oregon. I mean, I mean they're a good team, and Oregon has shown you know obviously they can lose even in the games they've won. They yeah, they super good. They won by a touchdown against Cal last week. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, Bagus, what's what's yours? <clears throat> for my upset, I have not an upset because I think everyone for some reason believes that this is going to happen. Iowa State over Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think they're actually favored yeah, in that they game. Are. ESPN has them at a seventy-eight percent chance to win. Oh my god! I, I think part of that is um, just the fact that Oklahoma State has won many an ugly game this year. Uh, that's I think that's what most of that is. Like I mean, even Texas, right? Casey Thompson doesn't throw that game ceiling interception at the end, and it they might have lost last week. Um, not that I have any faith in Texas to win anymore, but. You know, they still could have lost. And, and basically every other game, like, has been super, super close. Like, they won by, just to, to run through a couple, they've won by five. They beat Boise State by a point. Uh, they, you know, they beat Texas by eight. So a lot, a lot of one-score games that could have gone differently. Uh, but, yeah. So I think I think that's part of that. But uh, my upset of the week I guess it's kind of a cheesy one, but uh, Wisconsin is favored in the game, even though Purdue's ranked, so I'm, I'm taking Purdue over Wisconsin. Uh, I don't really think it's going to be close just because Wisconsin can't score points. 
Um, but yeah, it's a, it's about that. Um, also, uh, Coastal Carolina, just consider yourself on the upset watch. Uh, because the, you're playing App State, and App State will, in fact, fuck around and beat a ranked team every now and then. Uh, so I had the game on in the background, and they are tied at 14 at near the end of the second uh, quarter. Interesting. <laughs> I did not know. Those are, in fact... Things that are going I on. I did not know that that game was going on right now. But yeah, Coastal, get put on upset alert right now, <laughs> currently, actively. You know uh, it's a good game when it's on on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, dude, it's, it's just a fun belt, dude. Yeah, outside of that, um, as far as lines... There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, had, uh, we had a couple I'll coaches get fired. Couple... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, we had a uh, Ed Orgeron lost his uh, his job at LSU two years after winning a national championship. He's finishing out the sort season. Of. Yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, um, fun fact: uh, Ed Orgeron, seventy five percent winning percentage as an interim head coach. He is now technically an interim head coach. I think everyone's got to watch out. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not sure that's how that works. Yeah, I think he's on the he's on the way out the he's door. A, he's a head coach. Yeah, yeah. it's but yeah, it's our know. podcast, and I will define the interim head coach however I want. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, juicy lines of the week, I guess. Uh, Ohio State's probably going to cover nineteen and a half against Indiana. NC State almost certainly will cover minus three against Miami of Florida. Uh, UCLA minus two is a no from me, but Oregon plus two is a yes. Um, and also whatever, I don't know what the over is, uh, whatever it is, it's 60 points. Take it, uh, put all of your life savings on that. Cause it's, it's going to be a thing that happens. Um, OU is probably not going to cover 38 and a half, but it is Kansas. Um, and then I don't think Penn state or Michigan will cover 23 and a half against, uh, Illinois and Northwestern, particularly Michigan against Northwestern. I, I don't know if that one's going to happen. Uh, Cincinnati's going to cover 28 against Navy. That's a fact. <laughs> it's a bona fide fact. Cincinnati likes to win by 40. So, Yeah, and uh, don't sleep on Tennessee plus 25 against Alabama. It's pretty juicy. Sorry, Bacchus. I mean, I hope they don't cover. I hope they somehow end up with negative points. But, uh, I mean, this Tennessee team, they're playing decently well. They almost beat Ole Miss last week. Classic Bama fan. Picking on the little guy. Tennessee ain't won shit in ever. And Bacchus, I hope they die. Yeah, fuck them. All right, uh, and I think we're going to call it there. Um, Terrible weeks. In the NFL and in college, but, you know, we're doing our best out here. So, uh, remember, live, laugh, love. Goodbye. Peace. Goodbye.